Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the first season of Criminalia, where we've been exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious lady poisoners in history. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. So, when we started Criminalia, we were curious if crimes would look different with a little distance on the timeline, and whether any of these perpetrators would emerge as sympathetic characters. And we found out yes, on both counts. So, this first season was all about poison and poisoners, specifically women poisoners. And we looked at a few dozen of them and their motivations to see what patterns might develop. And there were definitely patterns. Mainly, we saw three. First, the star of the season. Yes. (laughs) Arsenic. The biggest character of them all. (laughs) Truly. We could have called this the Arsenic Files, and it would have been 100% accurate. Absolutely. So... 
that is a surprise to no one who's been listening that that was a big theme throughout the season. It is probably the most common link among all of these women. And it seems like just one woman, Belle Gunnis, chose Strychnine instead of Arsenic. But she was, like, way, way an outlier in that regard. And both of us will now always recognize the symptoms. Always, of off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, vomiting and abdominal cramping, fever, bloody diarrhea, a burning sensation throughout the body. You know them, too, as I'm saying them. You're like, of yep, course. yep, yep. You're and now, of along. course, yep. we'll think every malady someone around us has is, is in fact, arsenic poisoning. Of course, of course. Now I'm going to be like, I have a fever. Somebody poisoned me. It's going to be like living in ancient Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, actually, speaking of Rome, um, the second pattern that we saw was the quest for money and power. So, financial and political gain, they were definitely motivation for many women this season. Um, if you remember early on, we uh, we talked about Julia Agrippina, and she was, I think in our second episode, we highlighted her. Anyway, she was referred to as, and I, I these are all quoted descriptions of her, ambitious, ruthless, violent, domineering. Um, and as it turns out, she lived up to every single thing that she was <laughs> described as. And she may have, in fact, poisoned half of Rome. You know, like... She, she was, was busy. She was busy. As long as you were in power, she was definitely your rival. Yes. <laughs> and the third theme that came up a lot is really uh, mental illness. And this one's tricky, right? We don't want to stigmatize mental illness because obviously there are plenty of people who would be diagnosed as having some sort of mental illness that are not in any way violent or dangerous. Of course. But there definitely are instances where someone could have used the the benefit of modern medicine or treatment. And not all of these poisonings were because it was just part of life or time and place. Like right, like Julia, right? Like, <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> and so it is a little bit more difficult to talk about women like Lydia Sherman and Velma Barfield. Those shows where it was really, really hard to ignore the fact that there were mental health issues in the mix. And for some of those, those were really hard to get through. They weren't doing this for money or for power or really for any reason that we could readily discern. And these women lived in time periods where there wasn't help available if you had a mental illness. And it often wasn't even recognized as having been that. Right. Or there was a stigma as well. So you might not want to seek out any sort of help. Right. And so in those, there is a certain level of desperation that you kind of can't help but feel as we talked through some of their victims and what had played out. Those are some hard stories, but there's actually, there's a good but that comes out of the uh, the, the first season as well. Um, there were a few women who really didn't do it. And I, I was actually surprised. I wasn't sure that we were going to come out of this season with anyone who uh, really didn't do it. Uh, Sarah Chesham, for instance, she went on trial for like three different times, maybe four, I forget exactly. And I mean, it may as well just have been like the court of public opinion rather than real justice. And when we learned that she, her descendants right now are trying to clear her name because of that, I, I swear it was like I cheered at my computer. I was like, somebody's looking out for this woman who the town just didn't really like and, you know, lined her up for a death sentence knowing that she really didn't do what they were saying. Um she was my, my my first example of that, I think, who came up. And then the biggest surprise for me was Lucretia Borgia. 
Okay, so <laughs> the Borgias are infamous for poisoning, but um, I love knowing that one, she was not a poisoner at all, despite her family's reputation. There's no evidence that she ever poisoned anyone. Two, there's no evidence she slept with any member of her family. And three, um, she seems to just generally have been a, a smart and decent woman who happened to just be born into a really politically driven, corrupt, and frankly, poisonous family. You know, but she wasn't, you know. <laughs> History has not been kind to her. So it is interesting to really look at at the record a little more closely and find that that's not the case. I was really disappointed that she didn't have that poison ring. But at least we know that her brother had <laughs> it. existed. <laughs> <laughs> poison rings are a real thing. Just yes. not for her. Just not for her. But with all of this said, and having looked at all of these, we each definitely had some favorites in the mix of sometimes very toxic women. So uh, favorite stories, that is. And we also had some favorite drinks. So today what we're going to do is our finale to the season is each talk about our favorite three stories and our favorite three cocktails. Yes. I kind of figured that we might be a little loose on this. And I don't know if we, Holly and I have not discussed what our favorite three and three are. So I don't know if we're going to overlap or not. I'm a little scared it's going to be a, one big circle Venn diagram. Because <laughs> we did tend to like a lot of the same stuff. It's true. It's true. So for me, I actually thought the whole season that I knew who my favorites were. But when I sat down to think about the not just the women, but the favorite shows that we did, um, I liked small facts about some of these women, you know, like rat poison in the eggnog, but I didn't really, you know, it wasn't my favorite show. Um, a lot of the deadly gossip was pretty good. Uh, I landed on, for one of my first favorite women, Belle Gunness. Now, I actually didn't like Belle at all. Um, I always thought that in my top three, I would have like maybe a Lucretia Borgia or a Julia Tafana. And as you can see now, they're not on my list. Um here I am with Belle, right? And so uh, it's a little bit of a weird pick, but she really had me at her correspondence. Like I thought that Belle was so perfectly manipulative and her writing of triflers need not apply won my poisoner heart. <laughs> but ultimately, not only did she place great personal ads across the Midwest, you know, please come and her love letters and, um, I think I liked her the best because she just vanished. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I understand completely why you ended up landing on her. Initially, it took me by surprise. But because you are a writer by trade, I can see where that was the thing that you were like, yes, girl. Right? I'm like, <laughs> look at her letters, her love letters. I was like, man, I could get some inspiration here. Right? <laughs> My first pick was actually Sarah Bassett or Sally Bassett. Oh, that she was. She's a great pick. She's not on my list, but she was on my longer list. I love her story for a couple of different reasons. One, I think that's so clearly an instance of someone who is in a completely disadvantaged situation, finding power and agency however they could. I absolutely love that. I love that right up to the end, she was, I don't even know how to describe it. I almost called her a sass pants, but that's 
not <laughs> it's not not right. reverent enough for the gravity of who she was. Yes. It's not quite right, but I know what path you're going down. Yeah, <laughs> right. When yeah. she's like, the show's starting. Come, I'm here. I come. Yep. As she literally walked to what she knew was her execution, um, and I love that she at least we suspect, encouraged her granddaughter to turn her in as a way to save her descendants and be like, this system is messed up and I don't want you to get punished any more than you need to be for this. It's disheartening, of course, that there are still people having racist arguments about whether or not there should be a monument to her. I I was not surprised, I have to say, but I was disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No part of me is like, really? I'm right. shocked. But <laughs> no, no. Uh, but I was like, either. damn it. Uh, yeah. Can't people get past this? So, uh, but I do love that she now is a folk hero as well. I love that too. I, um, I'm i going to jump ahead and say that the white toad, which you made for her episode, landed on my top three drinks list. Mine too, but we'll come back to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But... That also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your home should be your haven, and everyone wants to feel safe at home. If you travel a lot, it's really important that your home is secure when you're gone and that your pets are also safe. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you first. 
Simply Safe sent me a home security package, and I was really blown away by all the cameras and the quality of them. When I travel, I could check in on my cats anytime, day or night, and I sleep better knowing that once our alarm is set at night, I know that I'll be alerted if anyone tries to enter the house. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security systems for five years running. It's also been ranked best customer service in home security by Newsweek. By partnering with Simply Safe, I've finally gotten real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminalia. That's simplysafe s i m p l i s a f e dot com/criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only one fifty nine installed with pad. That's right, one fifty nine includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need. Renowned for their exquisite tights, Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Welcome back to Criminalia. Who was your next favorite story? Um, so my next favorite story was Locusta. Um, I liked her because she came up in a few different episodes. Like, like she lurked in the shadows of a few different episodes before we actually ever talked about her. And, um, I, you know, it didn't really matter to me that there wasn't that much information about her growing up or where she came from. I was really intrigued that somebody could work with Nero for 14 years <laughs> and come out of it alive. <laughs> well, ultimately, well, um, yeah. <laughs> once he was dead, so was she. But, you know, um, but he wasn't the one who killed her, right? You know, so uh, it was kind of um, amazing, you know. And, I mean, she was at a time when, I mean, she was in Rome, and Romans loved their poisons. And you could see that she was, in Nero's eyes, sort of this this poisonous assassin celebrity that he just wanted to, uh, I forget what he called her. Like he had a, an official title that he gave her. And, um, but mainly I really, like I was saying, I really dug the fact that her name never appeared in other episodes, but she was there. She was in Julia Agrippina and she was also in an episode, um, where it was, uh, I believe it was the oh, episode, are you like talking Marie, about 
where she yeah, was it's like Marie de Brinvilliers. Exactly. She would she would like ride through the streets with her lover, and you know, like it was kind of like <laughs> like the, the the like I always call it the prom moment where they're like in their limo and they've got their arms at the top of the sunroof, and her dad didn't approve. But her lover went to prison because her parents didn't approve of him, and his cellmate was an Italian chemist who was schooled in the art of poison and allegedly learned his poisons from Locusta. So, like, she kept coming up, and I just found that to be really interesting. Uh, and the fact that she she only poisoned for money as well. She didn't really seem to care about much else. She had no vendettas. She just was trying to make a living. Exactly. She didn't even care what you want, you know, like how, who, whatever, you know. She's <laughs> like, you know I can get you that by Friday, you know, like like in the dude, you know, like yeah. I can get you a toe. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> Let me see when I have a moment to work on that poison. Right. My second choice, I think, might overlap with yours. Because it's La Voisin. She is my third voice, my third. So let's talk about her. There are a million reasons to love her, right? Yes. I mean, first, there were a million Catherines to go through, it felt like. <laughs> but she was my favorite Catherine, and you're right. I mean, for me, obviously, like, those red velvet robes with the golden eagles on them, she was right there. She hit all the check marks for me. Right. <laughs> it's like the clothes, the theatricality, the beautiful garden palm readings, right? like all of that. I want a garden like that. But for me, one of the reasons that I love her is very similar to what you were just talking about with Locusto. I had told you prior to this, like, while I was doing an episode of research for uh, my other show, Stuff You Missed in History class, I was studying a piece of Parisian history from the 1660s. And lo and behold, and that's what comes time. up. Yeah. But La Voisin. And it was completely almost completely unrelated to that story. But it came up as one of those scene setters of like, no, you have to understand La Voisin was the name that people were whispering in Paris everywhere. And it was almost like a a boogeyman story, a boogie woman story, I suppose, in this right? instance. Uh, of, you know, of course there are poisons. You know La Voisin is plying her trade and she's taught other people and anybody could be poisoning anyone. And so when you think about that level of influence in a city that was, at that point in time, really making a play, France in the reign of Louis Fourteenth there was a very calculated effort for it to become a global leader. And so in a place that was kind of really bolstering its own science industry and textiles, many of the things that we still think of France as being a leader in today, right? Style absolutely was right. part of it. The arts was absolutely part of it. And yet here is this one woman. She is not part of any of that. She has her own thing, and her reputation is still so huge that it eclipses all of those other social issues going on, and she just becomes this dark, fearful figure in the shadows of Parisian society. Right. And one of the things that I, I like to juxtapose with that is the fact that, like, when she would have her, I'm going to go, quote, unquote, black masses, you know, we learned that basically she was just putting a mattress on a set of chairs, turning right. off the lights, and like <laughs> telling her guests that they're drinking, you know, the blood of infants, you know, but that they weren't, you know, like <laughs> just a bunch of pigeons, you know. <laughs> she was so into the theatrics of it, which I think what sucked everybody in to her. I mean, it's, it's not like she was the only fortune teller in Paris. Right. And I'm sure like her 
next level abilities in that regard to create atmosphere and like this sense of nearness to another world was part of how she became that scary story you would tell people to frighten them. <laughs> it's kind of one of the... One of those, she, all I can think of now is Boogie Woman. All publicity is good publicity. Kind of I thing. think she totally was one of those people, yeah. you know? Like, I think she did what she did, you know? She's like, I'll, if I just turn down the lights, it's all going to be fine. <laughs> um, but she did have skill in that area. She started fortune-telling when she was a kid, like cold reading, which... Um, you know, apparently is the more difficult way to to kind of get information out of people and use it against them. But, um, you know, she was like learning palmistry when she was nine. Like, I think she was really in tune with how her clients worked and what their motivations were. Oh, right. Like, if she were living today and decided not to pursue a career that she, she would have been like an A-plus psychologist. Absolutely. You know, if she went legit, like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) She opted not to pursue a life of crime. Well, we, we, I'm going to jump back to Lakista for a second, because we had talked, I remember in that episode, that she could have been an apothecary in a heartbeat, but she chose to be an assassin. (laughs) I jumped on your, your third choice. Did you have any runners up? I loved the story of Lucretia Borgia, although she wouldn't have made it into my top three. But um, I honestly really always thought that Julia Tofana would make it into my top three, to be Me honest. Me too. Um, and, uh, you know, and not because she's Sicilian and not because we made a great drink about her. And you know, like, I, I just thought, I mean, she was one of the first women who popped up who wasn't doing her poisoning for power. You know, she was doing it because she was helping women who were in dangerous, abusive situations. And this is going to sound odd because she was helping people in dangerous, abusive situations, but it was almost refreshing to have someone to talk about who was using her skills not to kill off the emperor and his cousin and his brother and his, you know, like that piece of her was just so new and different in one of the episodes that we were doing that, that she really stood out to me. Yeah. Oh, Julia. My last one was Tilly. I loved the episode of Tilly. I do, too. I feel like she would have been very difficult for me to connect with as a person. But her story is very fascinating. And rough on rats, I will never forget. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need shirts that have the rough on rats logo on them. I just want a shirt with, like, arsenic on it. Like, it's It could be the chemical symbol. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Right. Arsenic. Just arsenic. There is that beautiful uh, piece of art from the 1800s called the Arsenic Waltz that's like a a man and woman. um, He's like asking her to dance and she has on a beautiful gown, but they're both skeletons. I have it printed on a handbag. But yeah, Tilly's story is so just bizarre and interesting and because she's a little bit later on the timeline we have a little more information so we get to hear about how her strange trial played out but also because it's such uh i think an important examination of human perception and what we think of as good and bad when you compare her to other women of the time who were doing very similar things and walking free because they were pretty yes whereas she was not considered you know, attractive in the the conventional way, she really had the book thrown at her. She did. Well, we saw that. We saw that a couple times, I think. Um, 
but much earlier than Tilly, you know, in periods of time when I, I wouldn't say that you would necessarily expect it, but you kind of expect it. There was one woman, one woman I remember who um, was about to be tortured, and I, th- I think her name was Marie. And I remember her exclaiming, like, there are hundreds of women in this town that you could be, you know, torturing, and I'm not going to name any of them, but I could, you know. <laughs> Tilly was not that kind of woman. She got a hard sentence where other people would have been, it would have been lighter as a woman. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. 
Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back to Criminalia. Do you want to move to the more delightful part of the party? I would. Um, and I actually, since I already mentioned White Toad, I will come up with a, an actual fourth, I guess. <laughs> you don't have to. For me, you know, it's super fun to be creative in the kitchen, obviously. Like, I love playing with this stuff. But White Toad was almost, like, accidentally way better than I ever would have anticipated. Delicious. If anyone has not tried it, try it. You know, like Holly and I have had conversations about this drink and it may be our, I think, both of our favorites from this season. I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to speak for you, but I know it's in your tops. It is in regular rotation at my house at this point. And the most fun part for me has been, I have a couple friends who are like, yeah, we make white toads all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And there have even been a few people that have reached out to me on Twitter that have really liked it. And I just, I love the idea that one day... 200 years from now, someone may find someone's scribbled recipe for a white toad, and that will be the thing I have left for future right. They'll be like, I wonder why it's named white toad. It's a ginger <laughs> cocktail called a white toad. I love it so much. Um, so we were just talking about Tilly, and um, so I actually have a question about Tilly's drink. Okay. I know that you bought special vodka for it, which I think was, what, bison grass vodka? Yeah, it's Zubrowka. It's a Polish vodka. Yes. So I read on the internet. <laughs> That's always a good opener. I read it on the internet. Now, I always tell people, to, you know, like, don't even, I don't even want to hear about what you read on the internet, right? But like, I read that they put a blade of grass in each bottle. Is that true? Yes. That's that's fantastic. I read something true on the internet. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they put a blade of grass and I... I think this is the case. I haven't really chased down a lot of information about it. But if you buy it in Europe, the ones that are distributed there sometimes come in this cute, shaggy bottle cover that looks like grass has grown on it. Mine did not. Mine just came in a a very beautiful, simple, clear bottle with the blade of grass in the middle. I guess we're going to have to take a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You've twisted my arm. I know. Oh, as soon as we can go. (laughs) Yes. But yes, it does have a blade of grass in it. And I have used it in other cocktails since, and I continue to really love it. I didn't put the Polish Kiss on my list of favorites, but that is one of my favorite spirits I have discovered throughout this one. It is a little bit different flavor profile than most vodkas, and it just adds a little nice botanical essence to other drinks that you don't get with a regular vodka. Refresh my memory. This was a a vodka apple juice? Yes, it's called a Polish kiss. So it's Zubrowka and uh, apple juice. And it is supposed to taste like apple pie. Mine didn't, but it tasted delightful. But I also mentioned that I used um, hippie, unsweetened, like, 
organic apple juice. So I may have taken away some of that yummy dessert flavor of right, it. Right, right. You took away the pie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I um, always um, wished that you had called it um, rough on rats or or don't die in the house. <laughs> don't die in the house. Well, it's a drink that actually existed. I didn't invent that one. Uh, true, true. That is true. I, I This was very early on. Um, Tilly, I believe, was our first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you were experimenting as much then. Well, I was working on the one, the crazy mushroom drink. <gasps> so I was very that focused drink, on that. <laughs> that drink is crazy. I still haven't tried it, actually. It is one of the few that I have not tried. See, I love mushrooms, and I think it's going to be great. And it's just that I haven't picked up the ingredients that I need to do it because I'm lazy. There's there's no shame in that game. <laughs> I will say most of ours that we brewed, our mushroom garlic liqueur that we made, has largely gone into Bloody Marys, which isn't something I drink a lot of, but my husband likes them. So they go in his Bloody Marys. That's actually great to know because I, I do like a Bloody Mary from time to time. It could probably go into sauces and things, too. Absolutely. And it does do an interesting thing to Bloody Marys because since you're working with roasted garlic, there's a little bit of butteriness to it that you wouldn't normally get in a liqueur. And so it makes your Bloody Mary kind of taste like a sauce in another food item. It tastes very foody at that point. Okay, now you've convinced me this is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> My the next drink that I liked was uh, the botanist's latte. That's on my list, too. I had La Custa as a favorite show and a favorite drink, you know, so like all around. I, I'm sort of surprised by that, I guess. But in general, she just became my favorite. Um, and I didn't pick it because she was one of my favorite women. I picked it because I just really like it. Like, there's culinary rosebuds in it. You know, I mean, I had to pick this drink. It's fantastic. It's the latte I always wanted. Right. Same. I mean, I, I love anything that <laughs> tastes like flowers. I don't right. know why. Don't know. We're from the wrong time period. <laughs> no, I'm good. Now we have all the options. You, are you well stocked? Oh, yeah. I mean, here's what happened when I was ordering culinary rosebuds. The first place I ordered from, the order got lost. And so I ordered from another place and had them uh, rush shipped. I got that second order. And then the next day, the first order came. So, like, of course, that's how it works. And I had ordered both in bulk amounts. So I have a lot of culinary rosebuds to work with. So I'm drinking botanist lattes on the regular at the moment. Well, that's, that's certainly fine. I also tried it with oat milk, which is also delicious. Yes. I love that one. And like I have said before, like I really like a, a cognac or a brandy in a warm drink. And mm -hmm. so it just, to me, that is like a great way to wind down the day just like on the nights and I'm not just drinking coffee until all hours. And I actually think, hey, it would be great to actually take a moment where I'm not constantly taking in the stimulant and have a quiet drink that is relaxing. <laughs> That's when the botanist latte gets made. Yeah, I've done it with oat milk, and I have also replaced, because I don't usually have Earl Grey around, but I always have Lady Grey, which is a citrusy version of Earl Grey. All good. All good changes. Nice. I was going to ask, because you never know with, um, but I guess citrus and brandy goes fine together for some people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really a light difference. The only difference between Earl Grey and um, Lady Grey is really, I think it has like some orange peel in it. I think that's the only thing. Hmm. I know, you and your citrus. You know. <laughs> Give me all the citrus. I'll take getting it better. <laughs> Listen, I had to have a tie for the third position. Okay. 
I kept trying to decide, and I just couldn't. And I'm hoping that you will um, just let me have it. I'll humor um, you. <laughs> yeah. So these were two... A part of why I liked them is I don't think I ever would have, like, tried to make these on my own just to make a drink. It was definitely one where I was trying to come up with something new to go with the story. And so the first one is the one that I did for La Spara, which is the Poison Society Punch. Right. Yes. Which I actually thought was greatly named. Like, I, right. I mean, it really just, first, before we even get to the drink, like, it just invokes, like, all of these women who are at poison school, like, dipping, like, little mugs into, like, these giant punch bowls for me. Right. And it is so simple to make, and it is so absolutely delicious. Um, for me, almost dangerously delicious because I can drink a lot of it. <laughs> but for anybody that doesn't recall, that was a, a combination of cranberry juice, champagne, and amaretto. And you can scale it up to make a big punch bowl size serving of it. It's so simple. It doesn't taste heavy. So like if you are in a social situation, it just doesn't make you feel like you're really, really drinking heavily and, and weighed down. And oh, I just love it. I think it's delicious. <laughs> and the one that it tied with for me is, again, another I probably never would have made on my own, which is uh, the one that we made for Lucrezia Borgia, oh. the thrice wed. Yes. Because it's full of nutritious fruit. But this was the this was the smoothie, right? I, I say that in air, you know, like I quote around that, you know, the the alcohol smoothie, <laughs> the smoothie. Uh, yeah, so that's the one with watermelon, plum, and apricots all blended together, pureed together with prosecco and elamaculi tiki bitters added. And that's another one where, similar to Poison Society Punch, it is a very bright, light flavor, even though there's a lot of fruit in it. I'm reluctant to call a cocktail nutritious feeling, but <laughs> it is, it is as I said on the show, full of antioxidants. Right. I'm sure some are more nutritious than others. <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, but yeah, those are like both drinks that I literally like earmarked and I'm like, next party. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you could also make the thrice wed in pretty large quantities and serve it as a punch or just make multiple glasses of it at a time to to bring out on trays. And it is so beautiful and yummy and it, it feels like you're, you know, getting your fruit serving in for the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But also, it's a way for me to find a drink that includes Prosecco that I like, because I don't always love Prosecco. Uh, but in this, it I absolutely you. adore it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not include it, but I did sort of have a tie as well. My tie was the, the Pimpinella, um, oh. which I think was maybe your least favorite drink of the season. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it had it had grappa and anise syrup and you know lime juice. I think there was one other thing in there, and it for me felt like it was all the right flavors. I, I spent a little time in Italy, and it made me want to be in my backyard drinking it with the old man who used to give me greens on from his walk. You know, like <laughs> he, he lived upstairs from me. He didn't speak any English. He would just yell my name down. You know, like I feel like that drink would have been perfect for that atmosphere. So she didn't really make my list, but this was Julia Tafana's, and I, but it did because I like the drink quite a bit. It's yummy. It's yummy. What was that tied with for you? Um, it was the fourth 
You know, I gotcha. I ended up slotting in the botanist's latte instead of the pimpinella um, because the botanist's latte to me, and I, I didn't say this earlier, but it it's so easy to prepare and yet feels so comforting. When I put flowers and things, it always just feels fancy somehow. And it's just a latte, you know, like. You know, just like, a warm milk drink. Right, it's super exactly. Simple. You know, uh, I heat up some almond milk and I'm pretty much done, you know. Uh, I, that one landed in there because it's just, I just really, really like it. Oh, so I will say uh, it didn't make my list, but I still am very, very proud of the Esther Carlson because that was the one, if you remember, that had a flavor change as you're drinking it. Mm-hmm. And I was just proud that I figured out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to say I have watched you grow in the kitchen over the last couple months in your alcohol um, endeavors, and uh, some good drinks came out. I know. I um I can't I can't wait to see what we come up with for next season. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Because there will be more cocktails. We promise. There will always be a cocktail. <laughs> and more more criminalia is coming. Now is a great time if you want to catch up on this first season. Jump on it. You can binge it because uh, we are about to jump right into a season on historical stalkers. Once again, thank you to everyone who has been on this wacky, toxic, poisonous journey with us so far. <laughs> uh, it's really, really been an absolute delight to work on this season with you, Maria. Thank you. Thank you. Beware the arsenic, Holly. <laughs> Yes, and we hope that since we are now in a brand new year, that 2021 is way better for most people than 2020, and that we all have a lot more fun together. So come on back, because we'll be here. It will be a fun season. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.